0: Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishef and Mike Tasty-McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plisé. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hey, hey.
1: What's that, Fat Albert? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're doing another uh, fine uh, style show, Brewing with Style. Here with my uh, dear friends, uh, Mike Tasty Madol. Present. John. Aki. Aki,
2: please say. So, Aki. <aqui. laughs>
1: Uh, the Spanish Cajun right there.
2: <laughs> That's scary combo. <laughs> Spanish Cajun. That'd be a feisty motherfucker.
1: My Cajun mm. my Cajun brother. Down by the bayou. Mm-hmm. 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 Johnny <sighs> Well, So
2: here we are.
1: Yeah. How's things going? What are you guys doing?
3: What are you up to? What's going on? Well, oh, I've been uh, doing a little bit of uh, drinking recipe development stuff. Uh, working on a Low low ABV, uh, but flavorful uh, IPA like six point one percent. Kind of in that. So six point one is now low ABV <laughs> for an IPA. IPA, I think. What is? <laughs> I mean, back in the
1: day, I what, think, is know, what is the range? Actually, what's it? It was. Uh, uh, now, God, God knows. Yeah, yeah. Now, IPA is like eight percent.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that. yeah, people All think, right. yeah, if it's a 7.8, you get a pint of it, yeah.
1: like Back in the day, like, the top was 6.2. Yeah, right, right. the were, right right. like,
3: 5.1 and 5.2, 5.6. Yeah. Yeah. Or 6.5 or
1: whatever. Yeah, now that's nothing.
3: But, fr- frankly, I just like, I like the lower, I like to drink the lower ABV uh, IPs. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
3: It's more manageable from a not getting too sloshed kind of thing, as well as, uh, it tastes great, but you can quaff it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well and uh I was thinking maybe when we do our uh tasty Mitch Jamil collaboration we might right. make a beer like that. I'm, right. I'm kinda right. like yeah, doing we're... a little bit of I'm gonna pitch it to you. <laughs> Say, hey well, how about this All beer? Right. Yeah. I gotta get some sort of re- reference wish... in there, some historical reference for Mitch though. I'm gonna maybe look at it, like maybe using some sort of I don't know, some ingredient that they might have used in the dog skin. Some, yeah, something, I don't know. A multiple balls or something. Or something. Know, something legitimate but not like crazy. Right.
1: Yeah, who knows? I think they use grain. The grain's a good. And they yeah. used uh water. And huh. they used uh really? yeast. usual stuff. And uh hops. Hops. They used all that stuff. Yeah, we're we're gonna brew a uh a okay, collaboration with Mitch and Tasty and myself. Co- well, They'd be a tr- uh, co
3: try tri- Yeah, try collaboration.
1: Tri collaboration. Tri collaboration. collaboration IPA. There you go. You betcha. Hmm. Yeah, Mitch Verstone, Stone, you know, right?
2: Yeah, nice.
1: Uh, Mitch Steele. He's going to come up, and uh, I think we're on for January eighth. That's right.
3: Yes, so it was going to be the twenty third. That was in concrete. And now I got moved. All right. But, well, Mitch is he's a well, he got, traveler. He and, got pulled off to higher priority, obviously. Obviously. Than us. Right. right.
2: Like, but hey,
1: he's still making us a priority.
3: Right? He is, you know. clearly. Uh, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, he does really want to travel up here an extra time, but he's going to have to.
1: All right. It'll be easier than his flight to England. I would say.
3: That's a bit of work. Yeah, a bit of work. Yes. Sure.
1: He's probably traveling first class, drinking beer. A beer, getting the massage. He's got one of the cool jobs in beer. Oh yeah, he's working for one of the cool companies in beer. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll be there in twenty years, Jamil. <laughs> We're giving Mitch a massage. <laughs> First class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I'm sure that's that's the case. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that sounds good. Huh? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, Speaking of first class, uh, how about can you those, find a better uh, homebrew supply store than Northern Brewer? There you go. Tasty. That was set up well. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Northern Brewer. Uh, those,
1: those folks, uh, you know, gr- great products, uh, you know, fresh malts, great shipping, uh, reasonable prices, uh, you know, uh, and tremendous uh, selection. So uh, check them out they've been uh, sponsoring this show since god uh, like 8 years now <laughs> it was a joke almost so, a decade <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of checks to write so uh, uh, if you if you enjoy all this and and that massive amount of uh, of content that you can download for free uh, go to com and uh, check out what they got and tell them how much you appreciate them paying for the show so you don't have to all right today we are going to be talking about uh Weissbier, Weizen, uh, the uh yeah the german Weizen, and uh weitz the, the wheat beer yeah german wheat beer and uh john you want to give us a rundown on uh german wheat
2: beer yeah add wheat What's add row, add some uh, <laughs> uh light hops and ferment it right show's over let's go show's- drink <laughs> No, it's actually a very uh, complex, flavorful beer. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's really hard to do well as a brewer because um, brewers tend to get a little too uh, temperature-happy and they ferment it too warm. Um, but, you know, yep. in the aromas, you should get, like, a clove note, a banana cl- note. It should be balanced. But there should be also a balance of malt and hop in the aroma as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clear Their appearance ranges anywhere from straw to, like, golden color. You know, it's, it's a malty beer. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a session beer, Um But the flavors are intense. You know, you'll get pepper, you'll get um, bananas, you'll get some esters, uh, you'll get some phenols. If you get any, like, off flavors, like Band-Aid or, um, I don't know, I would say acidity uh, almost too much, Mm -hmm. there's some fermentation issues there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The half yeast alone, I think, is definitely one of those strains that um, you have to ferment cool and... Really focus on your temperatures, do the right pitch rates, um, and you'll make a very clean beer. But if you if you don't pay attention to those details, you're going to either over-pitch or under-pitch, and your beer is going to be out of style.
1: Well, and, and just like you're saying, you know, a balance between the clove, the banana, the wheat, the other, you know, the grainy, bready, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I got a disagreement with the, uh, the style guide on this one because... Uh, in aroma they're saying monitor strong phenols and fruity esters strong yeah strong no 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 that's a that's a crappy uh german Hefeweizen when it's when it's got the strong clove strong mm-hmm. banana
2: it's not approachable
1: right i i mean it should it's be it's like an
3: overspiced uh, spice beer yeah. right
1: right and 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 maybe in their defense you know a lot of times they're talking about strong and it's relative you know when it's very subtle and you're and you're just picking up oh you know i think i get a little bit of clove i think i get a little bit of banana you know it's very subtle you know or in some other beers when you're talking about uh you know you get kind of a cherry note in that you know those are the normal kind of esters you're talking about the fact that you know they're quite evident in the in the german weiss beer um I guess you would say that's strong, maybe. I don't know. But there's a lot of crappy homebrewed examples where (laughs) it's just way overdone. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of judges don't understand that it shouldn't be so heavy with the fermentation character. It is a point that is to be balanced with the other characters. Mm -hmm. When it's strong clove, strong banana, it overwhelms the flavors of the wheat, which is very delicate, and the graininess, and a lot of the bready maltiness, all that stuff gets overwhelmed by a strong clove or, or banana or yeah, bone. That's the beer character. yeah. Right. So, I think that, um, uh, and and there's the just tremendous idiocy around fermentation, let me tell you, because, <laughs> you know, just driving me nuts. Uh, there's, there's mistakes that people make on that. And, uh, you know, they just, they,
3: just, about it. they just go crazy.
2: Or they they That's, assume they know. Uh, Chris
1: White calling. Should I answer it on the air? We
3: have any yeast questions I'm, at the really? moment? Any, any questions from the chat on yeast yet? Okay. <laughs> is it really no, Chris yet? White?
4: Yeah. Uh, tell Chris White to call the studio line. We'll take it on the air. That's awesome. Hey, Chris. No, because now we, can, we can't hear both sides <laughs> yeah. of the conversation. <laughs> well, Which she's going to tell him to call in. Run so, with
2: like, it, Scott. Run, run with it. Run it. Answering the show. Yeah. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Like the wheat ratio to oh, two rows? in traffic. Well, I always thought
3: beers like this would be 50-50, but... Uh, then what do you do on yours? Uh, time I've made a and I'm sure it's been 50% uh, wheat and probably
2: 40% Pilsen and Malt or something. So you there. up the wheat more. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny that the wheat it's has... It's a wheat beer from the get-go. So. Sure. but wheat has an inter- interesting flavor to it, though. Like 100% wheat beer would be pretty intense. But yeah, it's, it's really be. yeah fruity kind of thing too fruity but would you say that that yeast strain the half yeast kind of complements that wheat flavor the well, influence in the malt yeah
3: yeah well if it has a real dominant yeast wheat character right yeah that, that's it could be too much i think that's why you need to keep the restrain the wheat a little bit it can not be all wheat beer I don't think. well okay. that's one
1: of those things that uh uh yeah excuse me or you know when chris calls <laughs> i answer yeah even the pope answers when chris calls <laughs> that's right um <laughs> He said he was. <laughs> when uh, he got the pitch, you know, w- one of the things that people say they're like, "Well, you want to under pitch and no, nah, I mean, you know, you always want to pitch the right amount. You know, there's there's no real under pitching or over pitching. It's pitching the right amount. And When you don't pitch the right amount, that would be under pitching or over pitching, right? So in your multi, so the amount changes. What, yeah, what would you do? I mean, well, I tend to just go with the standard you know, ale calculation. The thing about, um, yeast growth, and this is where, you know, a lot of the, the banana, uh, character comes from. People, um, believe that by underpitching, they are going to create more, uh, banana flavor or clove flavor, whatever. But, uh, you know, the more growth that occurs, the less banana, character that you can get i mean you know in in other ale strains you're when it's growing that it's minimizing that that ester <laughs> and so if you over pitch you can tend to get more banana character in something uh versus pitching less and letting it grow that prevents them from producing those things so um you know i i think one of the things that uh you know, and, and people go well. You know, if you if you ferment hot, you get more banana. You ferment cold, you get more clove. That was always the thing I was told, and so people would choose this temperature, and, and they'd be trying to. You know, when I was trying to brew these, you know, I wasn't getting enough banana character, so I was going hotter and hotter, and it just made for a crappy beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harold Branson's the one who told me, like, sixty-two degrees Fahrenheit. That's what you ferment at. The G spot yeah and then you know i would encourage everyone to try 62 degrees fahrenheit and you know mess around with the pitching rate and oxygen and things like that and uh then i think you can get a great balance with you know uh a delicate clove and a delicate uh you know, banana and you know something that balances out really well with the rest of the beer
2: are they both flavors contributed at the same time during the cell reproduction uh i'm not sure because you I've heard that like you can start cooling and you can ramp it up and uh-huh, then you might uh-huh. get, you know, more clove later.
1: Right. Well, when a when lot that, of, I don't know. I'm a just- lot of uh, flavor is you know, determined by um, you know, it, the growth early on and the conditions early on. So, uh, yeah, that could be. Hmm. That absolutely could be. Tell you what, let's take a short break and when we come back, uh, we'll be tasting uh, some of our commercial examples for this show right after this.
0: You're listening to Brewing Style on the Brewing Network.
5: In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink.
6: No, oh, the liquor store's been ransacked.
5: You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over.
2: Oh, no.
0: Those are non alcoholic beer.
5: <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh, existence like the rest of us.
6: People, I'm a
0: home brewer, I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is
5: the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us
0: wasted. (laughs) Someone start heating
5: water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service, comes the home brewer.
0: Dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink has run. Well, if it's a pale ale, you're good. But stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. <laughs> Grog Tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit GrogTag.com to customise Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, uh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some Grog Tags, dude. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. GrogTag.com one of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by How to Brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers from Homebrewers, professionals, and we hope you like it. From how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between, Water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient, flavor contributions, water chemistry, and adjusting water to styles of beer. John and Colin will teach you everything you need to know. Water is available from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing booksellers near you. Take the mystery out of your brewing water. Visit BrewersPublications.com for your copy of Water today when i order
6: a beer i want my server to know more about it than i do i want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too i want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style i want a cicerone the cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer home brewers and craft beer lovers no beer is more flavorful and complex than ever and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right cicerone's no beer there are three levels in the Cicerone program, Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org, Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint.
7: Now back to Brewing with Style.
1: All right, we're back. We're tasting uh, a variety of fine uh, German-style weissens, uh, courtesy of uh, Scott going and, and picking these up. Where did you uh, get these, Scott?
4: This is a mix of uh, BevMo and uh, the local Monument liquors.
1: Ah, BevMo and Monument, okay. Uh, we've got the Rheingsteiner uh, Hefeweissbier. We have the uh, Schneider Weiss. We've got the uh, what else? We've the Einger Brauweiss, and we've got the Erdinger uh, Weissbier. So those are the four we got. And uh it's
2: amazing the clove influence on some of these just the bubble gum character yeah the bubble gum
1: well and you know a lot of times you'll get a uh, uh, score sheet back and and just oh it's got bubble gum in it and it's no good it's got bubble gum <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like well they all pretty much have bubble gum
6: yeah
2: <laughs> and that's a flavor or contributed from yeast fermentation right bubble gum or is that right, a- and the weed adds a lot
3: of fruity kind of character to it too no doubt yeah Funny, well,
2: the, the color is similar in all three except the fourth one there. Right. Schneider, which is that copper copper color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Well, that's the all-natural bottle fermented.
2: That has to con- contribute or influence some malt character in these beers. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, uh, you know, malt character should be an important part of the style, you know. You should have that weedy, bready mm-hmm. kind of malt character. I think that's fundamentally the most important part of the style of
3: any beer. I don't care what style you're drinking. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. a Russian Imperial Stout or a apricot ale. It's got to be a beer first, right? For it's a bourbon beer or it's an apricot beer. Beer like roots. Oh, yeah, always I mean, in the background? people. A lot of people like. You know fruit forward and and oak forward kind of beers but you know i think they're gonna they, they could drink you know some an, an amount of beer if it if it's uh more balanced you know balanced as as this style you know the best best examples of this style are going to be balanced like you say they're not going to be mm-hmm. full of clove and banana you know unless they're like really big beers and the, and the malt still comes through but you know that's not really part of
2: the style these are usually pretty light beers don't you say that for, like, most beers that have a huge spice influence in general? Like, you kind of want that spice note in the background just as a complimentary note, not an upfront note? Or is it just by a brewer's preference?
1: Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, balance is important in everything. And, you know, when you're... Well, that's interesting. I mean, if you look at, uh, like, IPAs, the spice of the IPA is the hop, you know, the late hop edition, the dry hop. And... You know, the same argument can be made there. Well, then you are talking more, you know, pale ale or some balance, you know, or like a German Pilsner where there is a light, you know, bit of hop character in it. And you know, a German brewer will tell you, "Oh, that's you know, that's great hop character when it's just subtle and in the background like that." Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it just depends. I think, um, you know, on what what you are looking for in the beer. But in general, I mean, you need, you need to have some sort of balance or some sort of, uh, you know, some some reason for doing something. Mm. You know, go heavy one way or another. Something like a mm. double IPA. Um, you know, uh, Russian River, Pliny the Elder, they're uh, venues, you know, quite famous for, you know, going real dry on the malt character and low on the malt character and high oh. on the hops yeah. and have the hops provide that kind of Right balance to the to the
3: beer well you know just like uh, to me like a uh, banana clover is a character in these beers a uh, lack of lack of ester character in say like a plant of the elder is wow. a character as well that's you know, right, it's, right it's 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 a flavor unto itself mm-hmm. non-ester you know right. it's a clean, a clean attenuation kind of thing right right yeah, yeah i would i would agree with that
1: all right, so we've all had a chance to, to taste these a little bit. Um, Scott, we're gonna we're gonna go with you first. Before we, none of us have said anything really. Uh,
4: this is this is all you. Here's your chance to shine. All right, or not? We'll see. Or not? Um, well, so three of them are really similar in color. The exception is the the Schneider Weiss. That's significantly darker. Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, the Erdinger almost tasted like, uh, it's the least hefe of the three by a lot. It almost has sort of Pilsner quality to it. I don't know if that's a uh, no. if it's from age, or if it's a skunkiness that I'm mistaking for Pilsner character, but it's, all three of them taste hefe-like, except the Erdinger.
3: It has very little uh, clove and, and uh, banana character.
4: So is that a, a function of how
3: they brew it, or is it time the bottle's old or what? Well, yeah, I would assume it's a function of the yeast that they use and how they brew it, sure. But they could be using a proprietary yeast that puts out very low levels of, of, of those uh, esters. So it's, it's a yeast thing? Oh, yeah. Well, and temperature you use it at. I mean, just like Jamil was saying, you could use a standard uh, Weizen yeast, and if you do it at 62, you're going to minimize the... the uh, so this, this should be relatively fresh. Best before 05 of
1: 2014. Damn, wow. that's impressive. So fr- okay, yeah, It's I mean, a bottle it's, conditioned nice beer, Scott. Right? Well, and Thanks. usually they give them like a year at least. So for a half, really? you know, in a yeah. Bottle? For every beer that that's brewed in Europe is like they'll put a year minimum on them. You know, three years best before. That's some
2: confidence right there. <sighs> like, <sighs> no, I, th- I think it's just <laughs> they slap a they get, it's you good know,
1: beer. A, some countries you're required <laughs> to put a best before date on it, hmm. and You know, so they just stick something on there. And the distributors don't want this, a really short date. You know, like uh, Stone, they put uh, some pretty tight best before dates on their products. They're just like, no, it's, you know, you got to drink it fresh. You know, it's a hoppy beer. You got to drink it fresh. Well, if you give that to a distributor, it's like, well, it takes a month to get to (laughs) where they are. Like Mm -hmm. Australia, we distribute to Australia, it takes a month for the container. It's all refrigerated, but it takes a month to get to the other end. If I only have like a two month window on my, my yeah. beer, or three month, by the time they get it, you know, we we sit on it for a couple of weeks while we're collecting everything for the shipment, and they ship it for a month. We're already six weeks in for three months, and the beer's perfect. By the time they get it, you know, they gotta you know send it out across the country. Oh man, you know you can't uh, you can't have like a two month uh, horizon on those things.
2: Well, this style doesn't last long in a bottle, anyways. These are the bottle conditioned. Uh, probably
3: going to be hold up a lot better than those. I imagine all these are uh, have a lot of. I would yeast speculate the, the Schneiders
2: oxidized.
1: Well, the Schneider I think is a different beer. This is uh Tap Seven, which is uh, I think a different beer than uh, what we were led to believe. And their best before is uh, the Dunkelweiss.
2: I don't know. It's Tap Seven. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh. There you go. Tap Seven. I've never seen one that says Tap Seven. I, don't that's know. Cool. I mean maybe it is panel. I, mm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. Gives you the, the impression that I do. <laughs> is it the uh is the microphone in front of my face? Yeah. Is that why? That, that, that's where, 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 it right there. Yep. Second point. Turn it off if you want. <laughs> That'd be interesting. You well are. the show will probably improve at that point. But. <laughs> the gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. Um and then the uh uh some of these don't have uh obvious Dates on them, but uh, some of them do.
2: I've bottled a homebrew half myself, and I've come back to that beer after two months. Mm-hmm. All the clove and banana notes are gone. They become flat. Yeah, it's just like no character. Yeah, you want them fresh. Yeah, I into blending it, just drink it. I don't mm-hmm. want to waste it, you know. All right. I don't know, who knows, but.
1: Give it to your daughter. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mixed with the milk, she never she, knew. Right? <laughs> At least it's not like going to waste. Yeah. All right, so Scott, you had uh, you were saying there er- the Erdinger for you was
4: uh, lacking in clove and banana. Yeah, it was the least hef like um, And I, maybe if I just drank that on its own, it would taste like a Hef, But up against these others that are heavy on the those those characteristics, it tastes almost like a pilsner. Um, and I do get the the bubblegum from all except the Erdinger, um, and they're all they're all fairly s- sort of similar in their character, other than the Erdinger. Huh.
1: Okay, and so how would you rank them?
4: Um, well, since I'm not a huge fan of the Hefes, I would I would rank Erdinger number one because it's the sort of cleanest and least banana weedy, you know. Uh, the second one I would say would be the Honor. Uh, then the third would be the Weiss, Schneider Weiss, and then the fourth would be the Eyinger, which was too
2: bubblegummy for me. hmm It's funny, tasting, uh, the half yeast as it warms up, those clove notes kind of go away. I don't, it seems to be more, be more present when it's colder. You can smell them more. Oh, yeah. At least in my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, what was your impression on these, John?
1: Uh,
2: the Viheş, the Viesch, was it Viheştefiner? <laughs> yeah, it it's easy it, for you to say. Say, ang- say it, angrier. say it Beer number one. There you go. Uh, at first, I thought it was too banana, too clovey, but now it's my number one because I think it's the most closest the style because it has a little bit of banana note in there, right? Clove note, and then I would. It's uh, pretty delicate.
1: It's there. But it's delicate. It's balanced. Got a nice it's fluffy
2: the, malt note.
1: Yeah, it's more about the malt, and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a balanced character there. I Would mean, you say that that's a
2: strong? Hell no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's no strong finale. That's, that's why. That's
1: why the guide is wrong on on that point.
2: I think. So then the judges no. then are judging these beers as like, oh, they're going a huge for the range.
1: Yeah, this insane. <laughs> so don't know. brew
2: over the top this style then. Right?
1: Would you say any of these things are? None at all. Right. Uh, none of them come come even close. No,
2: no, they're all real subdued. All
1: right, so your your number one was the behind Stefaner
2: and then the Einger, then the uh huh? And then I would go Eringer, and then Schneider. Uh
1: huh. What didn't you like about the Schneider? Schneider,
2: uh, the the fact that I spilled it all over myself. Uh, <laughs> this is the color. I think it's kind of bland. I, I think it's past his prime. Um, it just it kind of has a little bit of a. Uh, it's peppery, kind of banana note to it. Not yeah, banana, but a a, a bandy, funky, uh, a funky kind of
1: floral. Yeah, soapy, soapy.
2: I really like the Anger. I mean, I, I would drink a <laughs> shitload of the Anger right now if I could. You know, that, mm-hmm. I would have a six pack and be like no problem because it's just. But for the style, I'd go to buy Heschmeiner. This because mm-hmm. it's the style to me. But mm-hmm. Angers, really, really, all the banana notes are in the way way in the back, but it's there. I like it really cold. Now it's warmed up. I don't like it as much. It's like Scott was saying. It's more like Pilsner-like, you know. It's more clovey than the
3: yeah,
1: the banana-y, I think.
2: So, uh, there's
3: my take.
1: Right. Well, what about you, Tasty?
3: Well, uh, I'm as well a big fan of the wife and The wife and stopping. <laughs> the wife and
4: <laughs> The wife stuffing. It's been pronounced four different ways by four different people. The wife the stuffer. The
3: wife Did stuffing. I make some claim <laughs> that I know anything about this stuff? Are any German pronunciation? You brewed a lot of this, so Mike. I've I, had your haps man. I, I'm just a volunteer here. You <laughs> did? Wait, there was
4: a time when Tasty was brewing a lot of hefts. He, he brewed a wife toucher. That was uh, that was great. A wife toucher. Yeah. You know, wife stuffer. Yeah, whatever. It's good to touch your wife. Is that a part of your past you, you're trying to forget actively, Tasty? <laughs> then I brewed all these other beers. Yeah.
3: Oh no! I, I, I hoard myself out for competition. No bigger whore than the guy on the other microphone over there, by the way. All right, please please say. Say. Hey.
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> what a whore, please! There was me. a time, but I think Jamil upped his game because he saw Poseidon being such a whore. Not at all. He goes, I'm, I can be a bigger whore than him. <laughs> oh, shit! And he did. He went. He, he did. That yeah, too. boy, was he ever right? He was right. He could. He He's a guy that when he goes after it, he goes <laughs> he after really it. whores it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing I tell you some side boob
1: and everything. I'm going after it. You bet you. He's going after it.
3: Anyway, uh, I do so I, you like uh, the wife toucher? I like the wife toucher.
2: Uh huh.
3: I'm a big fan of the anger. That's good. That's uh-huh. good. And uh-huh. then the. Uh,
2: Coming to a heritage store. uh
3: Yeah, it, it, to me, uh, that beer, the malt sort of dropped out a little bit. I'm yeah, there's a little something, concerned something about on the age. It one. seems a little more. And it's sort of left behind a thinness and a mm-hmm. slight acidic bite to it. But to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. it's not sour, but it certainly has the mouthfeel of sour.
1: Yeah, that that one seems like it's going.
3: And then the anger, uh, that's that's the uh, that to me uh I, I I agree with Scott except that I think it does have a lot some bubblegum character. Yeah, it just doesn't have banana clove. I mean it does have bubblegum though.
1: Yeah, it's got it is just very subtle I yeah, think. It's very subtle. You know. That's that you know that I would I would pronounce as low subtle. Yeah. And the iinger I would pronounce being strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And again I'm we're talking about, it's a delicate balanced you know thing. But it's that would be strong for me. That would be you know about about the top of the banana clove level that you should expect. The vice yeah. the, so the top. Uh, the Hanger. I, I, yeah, I think the Hanger had more than the really? the wife yeah. toucher.
3: It had more, yeah, the wife toucher.
2: Interesting. It's got a cool mineral flavor to it. The Hanger, kind of I mm-hmm. cool, I don't know, it's a cool mineral
1: and a creaminess water. to it, yeah. Really the thing clean. I like about the Ayinger, it's got it got a, a bit of a creaminess to the to the mouthfeel, yeah, and uh, I like that. Perfect for the like wife, creaminess her. in my mouth, and uh, the wife toucher I think has a, a a great balance between the malt flavor and the uh, and the um, uh, banana and clove, and that's the number one in the uh, style guide. The Schneider, but that would be the Weiss in hell is, uh, and
4: I don't think we have that got the tap seven. So, how is this one different then than than the the one in the style guide? Um, it came from tap seven.
2: Oh,
3: not tap six. So. All right, Damn. I don't know what style it is. It could be. A, it could it's be it's a a bit,
4: It's a bit dark. So it's it's not a hefe then. You wouldn't call this a hefe. No, it's a hefe. i would call it's it one. It just, it's like not one. the the hell the the light colored one.
1: So I think that that's, that's part of the issue.
4: You think it's, is it only color? Or what do you say, flavor differences too? there would be flavor differences as well.
1: But uh, yeah, I would go probably the Wife Toucher first and the, uh, the Eyinger second, the er- Erdinger third and the uh, Schneider last.
3: That's unanimous.
1: I think if it was better.
3: Well, other than Scott. Scott, but we have just everything That doesn't make me anything. <laughs> We're just here to make funny. You.
1: Uh, you know, I, th- I think that if the Schneider was fresher, even though it's uh, maybe not the right beer, it, it, it would have it done much I'd better. I'd
3: like to have the fresh version.
1: Yeah. I th- and, you know, it's tough with these uh, European beers. You know, we we don't know how old the thing is. It could be years old. It's right. You know, it's not necessarily the fault of the brewer. It's, uh, you know, fault of the... The reality of
2: things. Mm-hmm. Hey, props to the German breweries, man. Same one year bottle days. Who, yeah. who cares? It's my half? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, That's think, how good we are. I think that was pretty,
1: pretty darn fresh too. So yeah, uh, good stuff. Speaking of other good stuff, AJ, <gasps> I don't know. Uh, you guys plan on being at uh, Grand Rapids in June?
2: Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. I what's miss what's it. happening there?
1: The Homebrewers Conference, the uh, National Homebrewers Conference, is going to be in Grand Rapids this year, June
4: 12th or so. About
1: that right time, there. yeah. Somewhere. Earlier in June this year. but uh,
4: At least it's not in winter. What's the last conference you went to? Please, eh? do you remember? No. You went to Oakland.
2: About six years ago, seven <laughs> years ago, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man,
1: you're missing out. You're missing out, brother. I know. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it already. I'm thinking uh, a little road trip around the area. You should have your motorhome? Maybe I'll uh, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll. Uh, we could bunk together. <laughs> maybe I'll uh, do some drive-by shooting in Detroit. I don't know. Whatever it takes. There's
3: nobody to shoot at.
4: Open up. They're ahead. all gone. <laughs>
2: right. well, no, he's already got the big spoon. That starts selling used cars. Good automobile industry. Right. 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 There you go.
1: Absolutely. But uh, yeah, the AHA makes all that happen. Makes all that possible. The AHA also is looking out for for home brewing as a as a way of life. I mean, they're they're keeping an eye on, uh, you know, government action and things like that that uh, could take away uh, homebrewing rights. So you want to be supportive of the AHA. And the best way to do that is go and sign up to be a member. And then you're going to get things like uh, uh, member discounts at places like Heretic Brewing Company. You're going to get Zymer G Magazine. You're going to get an opportunity to go to these members-only rallies, big parties, like I heard that.
3: there's going to be one uh, in Northern California. Oh no,
1: yeah, yeah, we're looking we're uh, late April. Ooh, at Heritage Brewing Company. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something there. Well,
3: that can be your grand opening. That's good enough. Yeah, that's what I think. Well, and we're gonna have
1: another part of a building, <laughs> so we're gonna get like another seventy five hundred square feet. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa! Feet. Really? Yeah. Whoa! And yeah, then, I don't get. How come my am just finding this out? <laughs> strip? Are there gonna be strippers? <laughs> There's always strippers. There you go.
1: Um, and then... Uh, in the mash tun. Uh, that'll give us a lot of room for people to, <laughs> uh, to come in and, and yeah, have a good time. Right. We won't have to worry about that. So. some
3: wash shoes, whatever we're doing. Yeah,
1: exactly. So uh, that and then... Uh, uh, what else? Um, New Magazine and uh, all sorts of good things for, yes. for homebrewers. So check it out. Best ways to sign up for a membership, you can do that through the Brewery Network. Go to com. Look for that AHA logo. Click on that. You sign up. A slice of that goes back to the Brewing Network and and helps uh, pay for programming like this, and you you help support a great organization, and uh, you get all that great stuff as well. So check it out. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will delve deeper into recipe formulation and such, and we'll hear from Tasty about all the wife toucher he used to brew (laughs) right
0: after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCP/IP, and the Internet was born. Revenge. Of- Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let... Badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially
6: responsible for something explosive and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is explosive.
0: Yeah, exploding across the country with insane
7: quality meats.
6: With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meatery has blown up the meat category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down meat when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN In
0: Mead explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop
6: like me's girly names manly me's hey sign me up for that party
5: nico listen our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the next meeting kids come on let's get out of here. i'm supposed to have more lines so i'm the professional <clears throat>
0: What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. CraftBeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best homebrewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the williams oatmeal stout malt extract the big oxygen system and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service that's williamsbrewing.com orders placed by 4 p.m pacific time weekdays ship the same day brewing is easy the williams way Now back to Jamil, tasty and Blise. It's brewing with style. All
1: right, we're back. Hey. Lisa and I and our, our wine, beer blending, making all sorts
2: of crazy <laughs> ideas during the break. We're doing all sorts of interesting things. I think it was great about the hobbies or just in general fermentation is if you just open up your mind to possibilities, mm-hmm. you can go down that road of fermentation. Right. Mm, who knows.
1: You can you know it's it's open to doing all sorts of things and that's you know one of the things about the craft beer industry right now is anytime you you make something it better be creative because it's hard to sell ordinary beers you got to make something unusual or you you can't you can't move it right yeah you, know, you can sell it out of your tasting room but the distributors are all looking for something unusual it makes it makes it tricky
2: it's funny when you see those macro breweries trying to be like oh this is my English IPA. Right. Like, dude, that was like six years ago, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was
1: interesting a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. Well, and where they're, you know, making headway is they sell it cheap. Oh, yeah. There you go. know, it's $2 a six-pack. There you go. Okay.
2: And in favor, they're helping the craft beer consumer and growing the craft beer consumer, maybe.
1: Yeah, but they're, you know, anytime somebody competes on price, it just cheapens the whole experience, I think, and That's makes true. it kind of like… yeah yeah, we can slam this out, you know, dirt cheap. It's not very good, but you know, it's cheap. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, is yeah. that really the experience cheap. you want? Do you want a cheap experience and, and not, you know, is that more important <laughs> to you than quality? I think, Mike well, if you're out to make money, <laughs> uh, I mean. yeah, I think the craft brewer, their craft consumer, though, they got into it because they want really good beer right. and to be
3: like. But they may only know good beer. I think a vast majority of the craft beer drinkers, maybe 80%. No good beer, they just don't know really good beer. They don't know yeah. the difference between a you know, 42-point well, beer and a 28-point beer. They listen to us long enough, and I think maybe they'll, they'll get some of it. I can tell you guys if you really want to know. I can tell you which ones to drink, but whatever. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, tell us making
3: uh, a wife-toucher. <laughs> <laughs> well...
1: How, how you make you want to get into
3: the into touching the wife, you need to make it the high end of the scale. you know. You oh, uh-huh. Maybe cheat a little bit, make it more flavorful.
1: Is that what you were doing?
3: I was uh, working at... Uh... <laughs> if I told you what I was doing... We... <laughs> <laughs> it would curl my hair. <laughs> Mike, you're like, you're like really? Really? Yeah. I go, yeah, yeah really. I'm not sure I want to
1: They know. do do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your, your most successful wife-toucher recipe
3: that you were brewing back oh, in the day? man, I don't know. I bet I've only brewed uh, this style
2: twice. Oh, yeah. N- Liar. Four times for competition, yeah. Yeah? No. Yeah. Really? Think I <laughs> brew that a lot? Really? Yeah, you brewed like two or three times a year for like four Maybe. years. You used to bring it all the way up to the uh, the homebrew fest up like two hours north of no, their mean, I, yeah, I remember doing something. Like, you're right. See, Tasty's intentionally yeah.
4: trying to forget. <laughs> you just undid
2: a bunch of therapy. I have been
4: so crazy. hung up
3: on uh, making Sorry. Uh, hoppy beers and uh, doing victory laps and stuff. I. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, forgot, forgot my roots. Forgot my roots. Making all these beer styles and trying to get a pink ribbon or whatever they get. How did
4: they do? <laughs> yeah, when when you entered them in competitions, how they do?
3: That face, anyone? Oh, Crapshoot. Judges don't. really is. He has strong phenols. No, I I, <laughs> I was on to the sixty-two degrees. I think right? Jamil right. told me. Jamil was a big I mean, influence on me when I was first starting out. Mike told Some, me somehow I got. I thought it was a good idea. I said, Hey, Jamil. Do me just this one favor. I want you to try my beers, but I don't want you to hold back in any way. I mean, just give it to me straight up because I don't want to, like, don't worry about my feelings. Sure as shit, man. He'd just, he just, like, <laughs> Tell spit you, it out, the people you love, they, though. You have to love those and guys. say, you know, throw this glass away. Don't even try to wash it. It's ruined. Yeah. Just forget it. I mean, he was brutal. But, but you wanted My that. beer got better. Yeah, yeah. I was relying on, you know, some of the people that work at more Beer, and they got me to a point. Got my beer to be clean, which I wasn't doing that good. I, I don't think. And then went, you know, ran into this guy that was winning all these awards and stuff. And I thought, well, there's a guy I need to, yeah, get my beer in front of because he knows what he's doing. Learn from and others. Then I went on to win, uh, you know, some pretty big awards in beer. All
1: right, so you're not going to give us a wife toucher recipe, is that?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, you know? this isn't my style. All right, really. well,
1: uh, generally you're going to do, you know, fifty percent wheat, fifty percent pilsner malt, or you know, some portion thereof by german law it's like at least 50 oh, percent
4: one. Um, if you were going to go 70 30 what would you do it in favor of uh i guess technically you'd do more wheat
1: you know uh and a lot of the wheat extracts that you can get they're a blend like 50 50 60 40 and uh
3: quite oh they're already blend.
1: quite uh yeah, yeah uh quite uh Appropriate to brewing the style, and really, you just need the the extract. That's it, and then hops and yeast and.
3: This seems like a beer that extract could be a great, great uh, way. Yeah, to make it.
1: real easy. Um, you don't need any any specialty grains or anything. Uh, you just go with the the mm-hmm. straight extract. Just try and find quality. Try and find the freshest extract you can get, and that's your your key to making a great extract version of of a uh, hefeweizen. And fermentation. Fermentation is such a huge part of it. And so I think uh you know uh, 50/50 whether it's uh all grain or you know you use a blended extract and then uh use a german uh noble hop for your hop additions you know just a, a bit of bittering and no late hop additions if the any uh, the hop character comes through that's just from the early bittering additions and that's why you use a noble hop that's low alpha so you use a little bit more of it and a little bit carries through maybe um and then fermentation, 62 degrees Fahrenheit, and um, you can let it raise up from there towards the end. Make sure you attenuate well. You know, it's not a sweet beer. You know, if you have a, it has a sweetness to it because it has very low hop levels, not because it's under-attenuated. So you want to make sure it attenuates well. And uh, what
2: else? When I brew these beers when I was brewing for style, mm-hmm. trying to enter in competitions, I didn't waste my time doing all-grain. I just did DME. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like a wheat DME. Yeah, just the blend. You know, the grain right, wheat because right. it's fifty-fifty,
1: 50, and it, 30 it's thirty-minute boil. It's um, a uh, the the dry uh, malt extract actually is uh, stays fresher longer hmm. uh, because of uh, the low uh, moisture content, so it doesn't oxidize as hmm. fast.
2: So you get a better color interpretation,
1: color and uh, just flavor wise. So if you can't get fresh liquid, you know, from our friends at Northern Brewer. They're slamming through barrels of uh, find any liquid yet. extract. You know, yeah. probably they slam through a barrel a day or whatever it would be. Yeah. So you're getting stuff. It's it's darn fresh. So it's a, a good way to go. Uh, but if you can't, then, you know, don't worry about the brand. Worry about, you know, how fresh it is. Yeah, dry is, is your you know, your best bet if you can't get fresh liquid.
3: So. And then just to reiterate, you also, you know, said we'll ferment uh, lower to uh, restrict the uh, ester production. Right, right, right. And pitch. Right.
1: Uh, I just pitch the, the right, normal. Right on right, on, the right on whatever the formula says, whatever yeah. the
3: yeast calculator says. Right. Hit that right on the nose. And
1: you can adjust from there. A lot of people like to pitch a little less than that. But for me, I always had my best efforts when, when I pitched the, the standard ale amount because mm-hmm. I got better attenuation. Right. Uh, because there was enough yeast to fully attenuate the thing. And if I didn't, then, you know, sometimes I, I wouldn't get quite quite the full attenuation. So uh, I thought that was really important to me to uh, make that happen.
2: Yeah. And that cell growth period, though, before alcohol's made, is uh-huh. really important for the style, right? I mean, Absolutely. Well, for all styles, all fermentation. But this character. one is really in your face. I mean, right, it's right. like in your face. Yeah,
1: fermentation <laughs> is a big part of this style. And that's, that's where people, you know, people are like, well, I'm going to do decoction and I'm going to do all this. Yeah, that's fine, but if you don't have fermentation down, yeah. all that's wasted. You're really wasting your time, you know, spend all your time focused on fermentation. Get that first. You know, use malt extract like John was doing and focus on fermentation. And then you're going to once you if you make that taste fantastic, then you can start to say, okay, now I'm going to, you know, go all grain and do decoction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But all that's not going to matter if you don't have fermentation uh, perfected. All right. Let's take one more break, and uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up after this.
5: And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jameel chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German dottle Entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent minds. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and lager for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and a vital selection of home brewing goods for the future.
0: Night is the night! We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation! My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have
5: enough
1: power to isomerize the creature's alpha
0: <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power!
1: me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint.
5: Don't be silly, JP. People, we have beer to brew.
1: Hi, I'm Jamel Zaneshev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine.
5: Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine.
0: Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs>
8: read your way to better homebrew. Hi, this is John from Grain and Grape. We've been supplying brewers in Australia for over 20 years and for all that time we've been working to offer the best products and service around. Including free fortnightly all grain brewing demos, 90 varieties of malted grain from Belgium, Germany, the US, Britain and Australia, equipment from Browmasters, Kegerators, Beer Engines from Crown Earns to the Humble Brew in a Bag Bag, heaps of hops, why Yeast Liquid and fermentus and Danstar Dried Yeast Cultures, fresh work kits made on the 500-letter Browmeister right here in the warehouse. We also sponsor and support brewing clubs and comps, the Australian National Home Brewing Conference, Aussie Home Brewer Forum and heaps more. Mostly though, 100 years of brewing experience means that we can give you the best advice on your next recipe, your new system or that brewing problem that needs a solution. Mention the Brewing Network next time you order online or by phone to receive half price shipping. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions.
5: Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA but you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoe's.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is
0: welcome. Thank you Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Cereal Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure. Adventure. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Speaking of
1: wife-toucher, if you want to be uh, touching your wife more or your uh, spouse or significant other or, or partner... Of uh, whatever you got, or yourself, or or touching or yourself. yourself, yeah, there you go, <laughs> tasty, or touching yourself. You make a self-toucher.
3: Get less rejection, <laughs> <that
1: way>. uh <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm pretty harsh. Like, no, not tonight. My hands
3: tired. You, you Adam, a Adam, Adam Eve are back? What? <laughs> Why? Welcome back, Adam and Eve. Oh we yeah, you. Adam and Eve. Adam Eve is back. Oh, I missed them. Nice. Yeah, they. Uh,
1: we talk, we we, we missed doing a few shows and. We, they were like, oh, oh they thought
3: that we. Oh, well. then we hey, thought we dropped off. Are right, you guys are out there listening? Gotta help us out. We here. thought our, our yeah. <laughs> so we're back. And I think I got a code I can give you for 30, like a dealer or whatever. There's a deal. What's 50%? the deal? What's the deal here
1: anyway? Well, I'll tell you what. You go, go to AdamAndEve.com. Mm-hmm. You buy one item, you're getting fifty percent off by using the offer code style. What S- kind of items? S T Y L E. Adult items, adult was, entertainment was and enjoyment art <laughs> No. That's that's the one for Bruce Strong. Oh, that's what you Right. We that's had, right. we were using C-Y-B-I for that's this right. show. But Agreed. now we, now we use sense. Style. S-T-Y-L-E. Okay, Ooh, great. I like it. And uh, so you use the, the off code Style. Mm-hmm. You buy one item. They're going to get 50% off that one item. That's the only thing you're, you're paying for. 50% that's off a, of that's, one, that's one item. That's all you got to do. Okay. And then you're going to get three free adult DVDs. Huh. You're going to be able to choose from... A number of genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky coeds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian milfs, etc.
2: Nice. nice.
3: That's what I meant. etc. I like milfs.
1: The wife toucher, yeah, wife, wife toucher category. Yeah. And uh, they have sex pillows. <laughs> I, they do sex pillows. Damn it! They got the dildos. They <laughs> got, got it all. <laughs> they,
2: got the, <laughs> they got I should. I could say, fifty percent.
1: Yes, and you'd get the three free DVDs huh. for a little inspiration there in the bedroom. You'll get yourself uh, a free extra gift. So essential, I can't tell you what it is here on the air. Okay. And what you,
3: or, or what hole it goes in for that? I'll, man. I'll tell you afterwards,
1: <laughs> will I break a rib? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> probably break a rib. You, you use Adam and Eve. It's so good, you probably be breaking a rib. And then you're gonna get free shipping. So let me recap Whoa. this for you. What half off and it's free free delivery. The only thing you're paying for. I just come fifty percent. 50% off. I, I think it's done come. You're going to get one item at 50% off. That's the only thing you're paying for. And then you get three free DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping on top of the whole thing. So you don't have to worry that. oh, man, you know they're going to slay me on the shipping. Nope. you Just that one thing. Use the offer code STYLE, S-T-Y-L-E, and uh, you're getting all that good stuff. You can even do this from your mobile phone. Check it out, adamandeve.com. Back after a slight nice. hiatus. back. So... Go, go wild buying all sorts of goodies for you to uh, get to your wife, Tetcher.
3: All right. Offer code S T Y L E, by the way. Yes. yes, style. Order right now. Order now. Order often.
1: Okay. Uh, we've got some uh, people listening live. And uh, anybody have any questions for us uh, to wrap He's, up this show?
4: Yes. Neckbeard Beer has a malt question. He said, What type of wheat should we use?
2: Malted wheat, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh,
1: like there a brand? Yeah, malted, malted wheat. Right. Yeah, there's, there's the white wheat, the red wheat. You know, there's the summer and winter wheats, um, or spring and winter, whatever it is. And uh, you can use either malted wheat.
4: Okay. He also uh, he wanted us to just r- real quick repeat the yeast recommendations because it's it's so important to this style. So let's reiterate it. Right. So
1: you need a German Hefeweizen style yeast uh, from White Labs Y yeast. You really can't make this with a uh, uh, with a dry yeast. You, you need you know, the yeast is, is critical. John is a fan of the uh, WLP four hundred. That's that's him and his homies use. That.
2: <laughs> Me and my boys <laughs> uh,
1: for for uh, hefeweizen, and uh, you know I like to pitch the you know standard ale amount, and then uh, ferment at sixty two degrees Fahrenheit. I think uh, you know makes for awfully good
4: uh, Hefeweizen. Is there another, like, if you had to pick another style for, say, a competition, another yeast? W- uh-huh. What would be the set, uh, uh, the, the yeast you would choose if you could not use the
1: Before the four or the hef? You wouldn't. You you couldn't make it. Could make it. You can't make it without a uh, hefeweizen yeast. It's a you know, it's got a uh, phenolic positive gene, and so it's ma- able to make those cloves, clove flavors. Without it, you, you just can't make it.
4: Okay, um, J1M1 said, probably a stupid question, but what would be the best method of carbonating a jefe? So I guess he's saying, would would it make a difference if you force-carbed mm-hmm. or, or did priming sugar? I,
1: I I believe the best way to carbonate beer is force-carbonating in a keg, so you can dial in exactly the that magic level of carbonation that's perfect for that specific beer.
2: And it's pouring perfectly.
1: Right. And, and you're just, like... And you, you, you taste it and it just, it's like, wow, that's, that's I a great that. beer. And then too much carbonation, it's like, oh, what happened? Yeah. Too little carbonation. It's like, uh, oh. you know, you, it's just that magic point. It's, it's difficult to get exactly that with when you're making a whole bunch of different beers. Very difficult to get that. You know, you just end up carbonating everything the same in the bottle. And sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes it's, you know, a little too high, a little too low. More often than it's perfect. So that's why kegging is a great way.
4: Okay, another one from Itchy Brew. Uh, he said, good evening, fellas. Uh, can you ask the guys any basic tips for his first mash with wheat malt? Is there any little tips or tricks that we have for him?
1: Oh, You know, a lot of times people will use uh, rice hulls to uh, prevent uh, the mash from, from getting stuck. Uh, wheat without the hulls and all that, you know, you can throw in a pound of, uh, or half a pound of uh, rice hulls. Rinse them first and then throw them in. It tend to get nasty, dusty.
4: Okay, and so that that's it for the questions, but it brings up a question that I have, which is the lack of questions indicates to me something I've noticed about hefe, which is it's like the least popular popular beer style that I can that I can think of it's it's so right. weird it's it's like it's every brewery practically makes one and it's all over the shelves and it's so ubiquitous, but it seems like in the craft beer world people are really averse to the style so what do you what do we think it is about this style that's so? Liked and not liked at the same time. There is people that absolutely adore this style, and then
1: a lot of people just don't like the banana and clove. They just don't like that flavor.
3: So, there you go. The chick beer. So is that it's, it? it? It's good. It's a beer that's good for people that are like one or two and they're done. Anything that has this, like another like a character that stands out, and any character that stands out in the beer will become monotonous after into like the second or third pint. Like, like a I, double IPA? <laughs> that's never. Uh, never. Well, no. I mean, that's there's nothing offensive about that, see? <laughs> I consider banana clove to be like, you know, like, get out of my right. beer. But, but, you're so, you're so, hiding my beer. Get away. I don't... A double no, IPA... No,
1: we, we drank these and they were balanced. It was balanced with
3: the malt. Even then, I, I'm still... Personally... All right. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying... I'm getting tired. I got tired of the banana... A lot cream.
1: of people don't like the banana clove. That's, that's yeah, all. That's right. the only reason for it. So... A lot of people drink it. A lot of people like it, but you know, a lot of people just aren't into it. It's you know, it's, it's Doctor un- Scopper's a good one. The thing that ruined me on this was judging homebrew competitions and drinking a lot of shitty uh, homebrewed German hefeweizen.
2: There is poorly fermented.
1: Yeah, just you know, just tons of clove and banana, and just I mean, under attenuated and just just crap. Sweet, huh? Yeah, just nasty. And so I really couldn't I, I couldn't stand the style. And I really, you know, but tasting these again, I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, a, a well made one is really nice. Mm-hmm. Good you summer know? beer. Yeah. It's hot out. But uh, there's just so many bad ones in competition, I just
2: couldn't stand it anymore. But you're not bitter or anything. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's banana y and
4: clove <laughs> y. Yeah. 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 So, wait, is there something, though, to to what John said about, about women? Uh, is it chicks buying all the beer? Because there's so no. much of it being made.
2: I no. have no idea what I'm
3: talking about. No, I don't think. Sorry for assuming. Well, it's right. just a <laughs> radio host. It's an entry-level beer. It's gonna. Be, it's always gonna be yeah. typically under five percent.
1: I just I, I see more women drinking IPA than, and you know guys drinking true, something wife. else. You know, yeah. so
2: she went IPA Belgians. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's I see more women that that start off with IPA and enjoy it, and, and they have order the best a lot of IPA. In the world. Yeah, yeah well, women actually have a better sense of taste and smell than men do. Mm-hmm. So, it's just. Uh, so, uh, I thought we were there, exactly
4: know. the same. Nope. There's no difference. Nope. Really? When well, are legs, legs, legs more than
1: that physiologically. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's important. I mean, that's why women also Sounds have really a, a better sense of color. Uh you know, it's it's like to you know, back in the back in the caveman days when you're Differentiating different kinds of fruits, and you know which one is poisonous and which one is you know good to
2: eat. That guy just died. Don't eat that. There's a lot. There's a lot
1: of well. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of different reds. It's, a it's like that red is no good. This red is is fine. To me, they're all red, right? Right. To my wife, you know, this red is a you know it's got more plum color to it, and this one. <laughs> It's more raspberry color, and I'm right. like, uh, they're
2: red. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, that's two reds. This one may be a little darker. That one may be a little lighter. But it, to her, she see, sees oh, all sure. these different colors. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's you know, it's a, just a, uh, a survival thing, and and the ability to smell things too. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I guess this is why women became the uh, you know. The people looking after the food.
2: Right, and the babies in the home and the food and all the uh, You know, yeah. things
1: by smell. You know, right. this, this oh, is bad. bad. This is poisonous. Sure. This is, you know, safe to eat. Sure. This has gone bad. This is still good to eat. You yeah. know, well, I, th- I think that's, that's part of it.
2: Anyways. I got to tell you a story, though. Yeah. <laughs> like a week ago, I had, this, I had this turkey avocado sandwich, right? And it had turkey, red onions, tomatoes, avocado, sprouts, and mayonnaise. Uh-huh. Twelve hours later, I kiss my wife. Right, and I see her after you know, you know. Hi, honey. I'm, right. bye, i miss I you. I love you. I thought it was gonna be like she, a whole vomiting story no, no. here. And no, and she goes, she, and she kisses me. She goes, Did you eat sprouts? Wow. I'm like, really? <laughs> I did. I had sprouts in lunch, and she picked up the sprouts. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. impressive. Maybe you had one like
1: dangling between your teeth. I floss. That could have been. <laughs> Big, big sprout <laughs> hanging big out
3: sprout. i just thought of
2: all yeah, the flavors and they're pretty thin sprouts yes, you know right yeah onions or something yeah i love sprouts, sprouts are huh. in it. i they're just
3: impressive. thought that, they're pretty subtle actually
2: i know huh impressive she's got an amazing yeah. palate so there you go that 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 wraps she, it up right there <laughs> get yourself some wife toucher
1: and uh, have her touch you have, have your wife touch you and smell you and uh, enjoy that so another great show <laughs> if you're listening live stay tuned we got another episode coming up uh, dealing with uh, English IPAs oh. that should be fun and uh, what's also fun is checking out our great sponsors Northern Brewer, check them out northernbrewer.com, adamandeve.com Check out the AHA. Sign up for a membership.
3: Check out the Brewing Network store.
1: Brewing Network store. There's lots of goodies there. There's uh, clothing and hats and glassware and growlers and books. A lot of new
3: styles you should take a look at. It. Yeah,
1: they're constantly coming up with all sorts of new stuff. My my wardrobe is just like Generation 1. And then <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I see all these You're new shirts. So I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, I, I'm not included, man. But you could be included just by going to the Brewing Network store. So, check it out. Till then, brew strong, everybody. And often.